bird catches some worm, Brent. Yeah, don't want to be fucking late. To... Don't want to be fucking late. No more than ten fucking minutes. Any more than that, it's like you're saying something. Yeah, what are you trying to say? I'm trying to say, fuck you, we're here to, uh, we watched The Irishman. Fuck yeah, we did. I convinced, well, I mean, Tyler already wanted to watch it, but yeah. it's like, we're going to do an episode on it now. Yeah, uh, surprise, surprise, Aaron wanted nothing to do with it. <laughs> surprise, surprise. Uh, I would like to say that um, it was incredibly refreshing to see a Martin Scorsese uh, mafioso mobster film, which is kind of funny. Uh, we kind of batted back the idea of like when people hear Scorsese typically if, if they know like you know his movies they've done they're like that guy only does mafia movies right no <laughs> no no he has way more movies than that he has done than mafia movies it's just that those mafia movies didn't he do like a Pride and Prejudice movie in like the early 90s fucking probably it's it like, like a period piece yeah, yeah. Like, I think Winona Ryder was in it. Yeah, and he also directed like you know episodes here and there, just different shows. I think even Daniel Day-Lewis was in it. Yeah, yeah. He's been all over the fucking place. That's not the same movie like you know, uh, Goodfellas, Casino. Yeah, those are good movies too. Yeah, I mean like the the fellow was born in '42, so he's he's been around for a while. He's been dipping his fingers in every single pie and he should I mean you know he's got talent he's got a certain touch I remember on Scorsese I remember um, I think somebody asked him what he thought of The Sopranos he said he like watched a couple episodes but it didn't really do anything for him cause he's like he said something like it's it's not the generation of like organized crime that I grew up with. <laughs> like, it's a really fine way to put it. Like he's like, there's, there's no uh, Bucky Bronx from from Brooklyn. <laughs> no, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, fucking Jimmy Jimmy Fat Sex. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's no uh, insert first name the Greek. Yeah. There's no fucking insert name the head. Yeah. Salvatore two times. <laughs> Two times. Two times. You know why? Because he served two times, two times. He's a good guy. He ain't seen his kids in over 20 years. He's a good guy. Yeah, his wife, real peach. Real fucking peach. Great fucking rack on it, too. But I, <laughs> I ain't seen that. I'm doing Say a lot hello of hand, to your wife for me. I'm doing a lot of like hand motions. I hope, you, I hope those like somehow come right. through, but I know they're not. <laughs> you, know, you know who had a lot of fucking hand motions in this movie? Goddamn Pacino. Yeah. As per always. Yeah, Al Pacino, he's in it. Yeah, like, massive fucking cast. Someday like, I'll do a good Al Pacino impression. It's, it's going to be, like, rapid fire here, so just, yeah. Just try try to listen to Brent rattle off names. I got uh, Robert De Niro, uh, Al Pacino, as I said. Joe Pesci, he's in it. Uh, Harvey Keitel, Ray fucking Romano, which I kind of forgot. That's his actual <laughs> real fucking name. <laughs> yeah, dude. Uh, Bobby Cannavale. Uh, Bobby Cannavale, Bobby Cannavale, I'm not sure. Anna Packman, fucking True Blood over here. <laughs> Stephen Graham. Uh, oh, yeah, he played, uh, he, was, uh, he was Tommy. Yeah. From uh, from uh, Snatch, if you've yeah, seen that movie. And Capone from Boardwalk Empire. Yeah, and he was, he was in uh, Public Enemies. He played one of, like, mm-hmm. one of his crew. Oh, yeah. Anyway. He's all over the fucking place. We got Stephanie Kurtzuba, Irene Kurt, Sheeran. Kurtzuba? Kurtzuba. We're reading IMDb. <laughs> um, yeah, she played uh, 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 Frank Sheeran, Robert De Niro's character's second wife. Irene. 
Uh, Jack Houston played RFK. <laughs> Robert Kennedy slash RFK. Yeah. And yeah, Catherine Narducci, Carrie Buffalino. Let me check her real quick. Cause I want to see, I want to see her character name from. What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck? What the... They gotta go way back, man. Okay. Charmaine. She plays Charmaine Bucco from The Sopranos. Yeah, it's like pretty much the entire Sopranos cast here, on top of like various other people that you're like i know i've seen that person somewhere yeah i know i've seen this fucking person somewhere and so here's the thing film's three and a half hours long you have more than enough time to continue to watch it while also searching for that (laughs) i originally thought that we were gonna maybe do like an intermission in the middle of this because you know you you shouldn't sit around for three and a half i was kind of gonna wait and see like what what how how you wanted to do things because mm-hmm. I was I pretty much I watched it all in one sitting. Yeah, and that's uh, that's ultimately what happened. You know why? Pacing, pacing, pacing. Solidarity. It's good. Solidarity. Solidarity. <laughs> Solidarity. It's like he was like getting really like frightened by the word solidarity every time he said it Pacino playing uh, Jimmy Hoffa was really fucking great it's good to see all these like actors again Mm -hmm. in the same movie Uh, would you believe that this movie uh, Scorsese had a hard time getting it funded really I know that he originally wanted to actually do a separate movie uh, about a different mafia hitman Hmm. and um Robert De Niro ended up writing or reading rather, uh, I paint houses. Um, I heard as, you paint houses. I heard you paint houses. Thank you, as sort of like homework for his role. Mm-hmm. And he's like, "Oh, holy shit, Martin! We should do the fucking movie on this." Uh, Joe Pesci said, like around the time that book came out, he mm-hmm. was at the golf course with his buddies, and like someone said, like "You're gonna be in this movie." <laughs> the movie didn't even get it. <laughs> he's like, "I get the fuck out of here." Yeah, yeah, and like, and oh god, what what. I think I had said that like he hadn't been in a movie for like five years. I mean, something like that. I kind of want to see this now, because like really he doesn't do a lot of acting. No, yeah, I mean like he'd been he'd just been kind of hanging out. Forty forty films. Forty yeah forty acting credits. But yeah, uh, no, he was he was in a couple things here and there. He did some voice acting. Did a did a couple like a short. But otherwise, yeah, he did a voice acting portion in A Warrior's Tale, which I don't <laughs> even know what the fuck that is. That was back in 15, and then before that, 2010. Love Ranch. I feel like I'm familiar with that story. Yeah, as Charlie Bontempo. Yeah, man. And then, of course, you know, like, the Lethal Weapon series. Yeah, because he, he kind of pretty much dropped off after, like, into the 2000s. Yeah. He... Which he, you know, he he could fucking afford to do. Yeah, I know he said, like, he really kind of gets, he kind of grown weary of, like, set life. Yeah. Um, So, yeah, I mean, obviously, like, we brought up The Sopranos. Anyways, yeah. If you've caught up uh, with all the names and you realize that, obviously, the Goodfellas and a myriad of other fucking films uh, of the like and of the ilk, especially if it's directed by Scorsese, uh, it's pretty much just, like, the greats got back together. Yeah. And it worked out extremely well. This was something that I had no issues whatsoever, you know, sitting and watching for three and a half hours. 
simply because it was able to uh, keep my attention the whole time. Yeah. And there was a part, you know, probably about like 70, 75% of the way through the film where I had kind of like the thought, could this be told in, you know, a 90 minute piece, something like that? I really don't think so. Wouldn't have really been as don't... effective. No, it wouldn't have been as effective. Um, speaking of things that are effective in the film, Brent, uh, let's let's talk about the use of uh, de-aging CGI. Huh? Let's get that out of the way. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, that is very present here. You know, De Niro is now, I want to say he's 74. And because um, he was born in 43... So that means seventy six. Yeah, yeah seventy six. So um, you know he's, he's, he's not getting younger. There. Yeah, like he's not younger. getting any younger. So um, pretty much right out of the right out of the batting cage here, we just see old De Niro, probably like nineties, like in his nineties. So a little bit aged. Starts to kind of paint you a, a nice little uh, scene here. And, you know, he's just a fucking delivery man of meats. Yeah. Various beefs. Works for a trucking company. Yeah. And we then go all the way back to when he was, I don't know, I you can't really tell <laughs> how old he was. <clears throat> um, it, it takes place, I think, in like 56. Okay. Um, and I think that that interview... Because, like, part of it almost seems like it's done in interview way. Yeah, like, he's just sitting down telling you the story. Yeah. I mean, um, yeah, the opening shot, it's, like, following the camera's point of view through, like, a retirement home. Yeah. And then it just kind of lands on De Niro's character. Mm-hmm. And then he just kind of, like, starts telling his story. I want to say that that interview process might have been in, like... The book. Yeah, the book, but also around like 1990 yeah i think that's like where the movie ends yeah basically just mid to late 90s because we're yeah. talking about like the fucking war in kosovo so he would have been like probably like mm, I'd, I'd probably put him in his early to mid 40s when we see like his story Youngin'. actually <laughs> start yeah yeah and so like you know he gets his he gets his truck in to go get uh you know checked out and he's just at a gas station really and a nice bystander pretty much just kind of points out hey man this is what's going on that nice bystander is mr pesci himself playing as uh buffalino and um, yeah and russell uh, um so yeah like it's it all feels really organic uh, but when we do see that D.H. De Niro in that scene, it's it hits you like a brick wall because you just got done staring at like 90-year-old De Niro. Yeah. And all of a sudden, boom, here's like uh, L.A. Noir <laughs> facial. Like I'm going to project your face on this on this uh, CG puppet. Yeah. No, his, I think his body was there. His foot was there. Yeah. Or, it'd be funny if they wore, like, green head. Oh, yeah. They had to, like, <laughs> green skin their fucking face. Uh, I was reading a little bit on the tech that they that they use. So, um, like, with Carrie Fisher and... Um, oh, I can't remember his name. I think it was uh, Tarkin, General Tarkin. Uh, the actor had passed away from General Tarkin in Star Wars, so they had to use, essentially, uh, I believe that the entirety of him was CGI. It might have been a body double with a CGI face, though. Tell my old Star Wars? 
No, this would have been um, like recent. Uh, this would have been Rogue One. Oh, that uh, that we saw. Oh, this right. In. So, uh, so they fake shamped him. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so, the, Tarkin himself was hard to look at because his entire face and head was CGI. On, like, a normal body. Quick aside, did you hear they were making, like, a, I think, like, a Vietnam movie or something? But they were using, uh-huh. they were going to use just straight up, like, a CGI James Dean. That's wild. I feel like I didn't dream this, but now that, like, the words are coming out of my mouth, I it feel like I'm making this up. fucking insane. Yeah. So, I mean, obviously, like, on previous episodes, we've talked about, like, practical effects over CGI and stuff like that. But in, in these cases, this is, like, you know, kind of breakthrough technology for cinema the yeah. the de-aging cgi we've seen it used on many people like i said uh you know carrie fisher uh i've seen it on anthony hopkins and in, in uh uh westworld and like um, rdj rdj yep and i uh avengers. civil war yeah yep and avengers um i believe yeah that's how that's how captain america civil war might have started sounds about right i might be wrong on that i think it's it was been a, it's been a minute think it was yeah so uh, just very very um effective sometimes <laughs> but the thing is is that like you know if you if you do play a lot of games if you do see a lot of cgi cutscenes, you know or if you grew up with uh say like square enix cutscenes going into now you know new age uh next gen consoles and games you can kind of pick out cgi pretty easily mm-hmm. um and that's just it. Is it was like, oh, this is literally young De Niro video. Like I feel, I felt like I was like, oh, is this like Goodfellas, the video game? <laughs> I play that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, same. <laughs> I mean, like Mafia, Mafia Two. Don't go home to your wife. Yeah. Follow the mini map to your to, to your Guma's house. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's it was it was really good. It was it was really good after you get you get used to it. Used I will it. say it's that fine. I was bitching about it for about a solid ten minutes. Uh, well, I guess I would say bitching about it for five minutes, and then just kind of like easing into it, getting kind of weirded out, pointing things out for a total of ten minutes, and then after a while, dude, like you kind of forget about it. Plus, and soon enough, you don't even see it again. For yeah, this, for the rest of like at least two hours worth of the movie. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, because you know he it, it's a it's a story about his life. It's all about Sheeran's life. So, as a hitman, nonetheless. So did a lot of work for yeah. various people. Starts. Well, I won't say who. Yeah. They starts out very bottom of the food chain, tip of the hat, wink of the eye, uh, selling steaks to uh, Skinny, and uh, you know gets in good with him. They find out, oh, this guy's actually been in the been in the war. Okay. Okay, that's cool, that's cool. So you killed people. <laughs> like, you know, kind of gets in that way. Ends up um, getting a little taste of the, the uh, mafioso high life. I like all the ways they, like, talk around. Mm-hmm. Instead of just saying, hey, I want you to kill this guy. Yeah. Like, so a friend told me that uh, that you paint houses. Yeah. yeah, I'm pretty good at what I do. I also uh, I also do carpentry. Yeah, like, oh, very good, very good. Yeah. Yeah, I think uh, I think you should uh, get this guy a trip to Australia. Yeah, could you help him get there? You, yeah, know, you wanna buy help? him a ticket? You want to bring him down there for me? Yeah, he's uh, over in California. He's got a pork house. It's like, okay, I'm sorry, I didn't know I shouldn't done that job for him. I, I guess I can just give him the money back. It's like he's not gonna need it. 
he doesn't need the money. No, seriously, just let me give the money back to him. We can just put all this behind us. No, he's he's not gonna he's not gonna need the he's money. He's not going to need the money. Yeah, you can keep the money. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. and then the next scene is him walking mm-hmm. up and just blaming him right in the face, point blank. So many of so many of the, the fastest gun killings. Yeah. <laughs> hey there, Joey. Oh, hey there, Irish. Oh, wait, it's Irish. It's like. Psh, psh, psh. Anyway, I just started blasting. Yeah, anyways, yeah, I just started blasting. Yeah, there is a scene where De Niro pretty much just starts blasting. Yeah. Oh, man, so good. So good. <coughs> a fucking clam shop. Yeah, <laughs> Umberto's Clam House. When you see Umberto's Clam House, uh, step yourself in. Yeah, it's so fucking good. But, yeah, definitely bring some snacks. Get your drinks settled. Obviously, you know... It, Don't drink when you see Hoffa, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, uh... You can you could always you know bring some watermelon. <laughs> Even though he hates that too, so it really makes sense to me. That that being said, you know, kind Anyways. of kind of going back on the on the Hoffa deal though, how much of this can we can we actually say is is, is there's factual? a lot of like U.S. history intertwined with this movie. Yeah, it's uh, it's kind of the um, one of the things that I really like about uh, historical fiction. Mm-hmm. It's so hard to. Uh, separate fact from fiction like a lot of this stuff like i kind of believe like we all know yeah. jimmy hoffa he disappeared yep quote unquote yeah we know what probably never, happened never found him he got fucking disappeared by the mafia most right. likely right um, allegedly like allegedly. That, that's all the fun i ain't seen i ain't seen i ain't seen what i right. know but i'm just saying allegedly if it yeah. were to happen it could have happened. Man, they even go to like the JFK assassination. Like, they, hey man, like this movie implies <laughs> that the mob absolutely heavily. fucking yeah uh, took took out JFK. Yeah, um, very very interesting things here, and it's just like you know, I mean, it doesn't really elaborate on it. Yeah, but it's just it's just kind of like a like they can these people can remove presidents. You think they can take care of the president of a fucking union? Right. Yeah. Yeah, it's so good. Like the the kind of beat around the bush speak that that's part of the uh, mafia culture. Yeah. Uh and it's it's crazy, you know, like you watch these people, you know, grow old and everything like that. And um like oh man, it's so hard because it's it's written well to the point where you're like I know these people are fucking awful. Yeah. Awful humans. Barely even classify them as humans. Like they lack empathy, really, <laughs> but at the same time, they show just as much loyalty. empathy and loyalty, and and all sorts of brilliant, brilliant characteristics and traits. Man, it's like that's why you watch movies about like criminals. It's like yeah, they're they do horrible, shitty things, but they're also capable of good, and they have done good. Yeah, that's what yeah. makes them interesting. It's multi, yeah, multifaceted. It doesn't have to be black and white. Yeah, I suppose, you know, like, that's that's why we will always remember, you know, the likes of, you know, like, John Derringer. Yeah. And so on and so forth. And if you've ever gone back to learn about pirates, privateers, things like that, there's names that will always live, but it's so impossible to strip fact from fiction. Yeah. So... Apparently, Darren just got his cock on display in the uh, Museum of Wieners. <laughs> Good for him. Good for him. Yeah, along with uh, Rasputin. They found it? Apparently. I bet, I, I I bet it, it, like the I rest of his body is going to regenerate off of his cock. Right. And he's going to begin his reign of terror. 
as a Russian wizard. There's gonna be like a cult that like brings him back to life with the blood ritual, and they're like, "Oh, my master, you're back." He's like, "Ha ha, thank you." And then he'll sack, he'll kill them all. Yeah, but I think I want to see more movies where that happens, rampage. where like a, a cult like brings their worship deity back to life. Mm-hmm. And they're like, "Oh, cool, thanks," and they just immediately like wipes out everybody that like worship them. Yeah, it's just like, like no, we loved you. <laughs> and they're like, <laughs> immediate regret. Yeah. You idiot. Not to be confused for instant gratification. But yeah, we got like all these really. It's, yeah, like really... you can. They're like they're somehow likable guys. Yes. Yes. One hundred percent. And it's just like I really. Even though yeah, like, it... caught myself feeling for them as they got in their older age. <laughs> but you know that's that's probably because like you know my dad was really old, so it's like oh man, it's kind of like my dad, you know. And uh, some of some of the things here and there were just kind of like throwbacks to remind me of that. And I was like, my dad was not a mafioso. <laughs> like he actually painted houses. That's kind of funny. <laughs> he actually painted houses, huh? Wait a minute. <laughs> oh fuck. I, oh shit. My dad was also in a war. I ain't saying. I ain't, I ain't saying nothing. Oh shit. And you know he was. No, he was too young. No, well. Who knows? I don't know. Dad was born in, like, I don't know, 27? 27? Yeah, that sounds about right. Fucking insane. De, Niro, De Niro's, like, almost 20 years younger than what my dad was. Or would be. Nuts. But, yeah. Um, one, of the, one of the greatest things about this film is that it so feels like a Martin Scorsese... Mafia. It's film. like getting back together with a bunch of old friends. Yeah. In like some I ways. Absolutely wanted to fucking sit down and watch it. I didn't really have to think about it. And um just the different little pieces here and there. The different freeze frames with narration <laughs> over. We get like a little name card, how they fucking died, how old they were or what year it was. And it's, like, always gruesome. So, like, shot eight times in the head in the car in 1980. <laughs> shot 12 times in the gut in his kitchen, 1978. Yeah, Fat Tony, he was well-liked by all. He died of syphilis in the can <laughs> like, in 2001. Super, super good shit. And um, you you kind of get to know every character as much as you needed to. Yeah. In the capacity that proved... The most impactful, I think. I don't think that any of the side characters had too much buzz or too much light on them. And a lot of it centers around the friendship between Hoffa and uh, Sheeran. Mm-hmm. And then... So, like, Russ, Hoffa, and Sheeran, yeah? Yeah. Oh, oh he's kind of, like well, he's, like, Sheeran kind of in the middle. Mm-hmm. He kind of just worked for both of them. He was, like... You have you ever hmm, have you ever like read about or listened to or anything like that as far as um different hitmen for the mafia? I was very familiar with uh, Richard Kuklinski. Okay, Kuklinski was a fucking piece of yeah. shit. Oh yeah, he he fucking sucked. the Iceman. The Iceman. Yeah, he Big had piece of shit. an incredibly awful childhood. And an incredibly awful upbringing. Um, and he projected all of that onto every victim he ever had. Yeah. 
And so when we got, I read, I read something. I read, I read a whole fucking book about him. Um, I watched like the HBO interviews they did. Yeah. Um. Uh. He he had like a cro- like a little like mini crossbow. Yes. He decided he was gonna try it out. He pretty yeah. much just like found some guy walking his dog. He's like, hey, can you come over here for a second? And then like yeah. he, when he leaned in to like look in the window, he just like shot him in the forehead with a crossbow, and then just yep. like just wanted to see how it works. Yeah. Just a. Just to test some new equipment. Yeah, because he was, like, making weird-ass fucking Hitman equipment with, with that other fucking guy. They had the warehouse together. And they had, like, what was it, like an ice cream truck or some bullshit? How much? Uh, yeah. I don't remember. I know, like, I think they kind of touched on that dude Yeah, in the book. they, like, they became, like, weird, sadistic best friends. Yeah, like, they just talk shop, basically. Yeah, and... You just fucking go around and kill people. So, like, Michael Shannon did a movie uh, where he played, played as Kuklinski, and it was called Iceman. However, they tried to make it look like he lived a double life, that, like, his family knew him as this wonderful, caring man. And that, you know, he was more or less, like, keeping business away from home, home away from business. Yeah. But in truth, he was actually incredibly abusive, fucking awful... And more or less, like, any time that he was home, his family would try and fucking hide. Yeah. And what we see here in The Irishman, I kind of wonder if they did the same thing to try and either, uh, you know, give us more humanity in these characters. They didn't really hide the fact that Frank Sheeran was not really a good father at all. No. And, like, so that's just it. It's like, that kind of made me like, oh, so how... How believable is this? Because and like their kids mm. more or less kind of had an idea of what he was involved in. Oh yeah, I mean anytime some news came up or I guess I don't want to. I guess I don't. Yeah, I guess I don't want to like. It's kind of. I don't want to like spoil the movie just yet. Mm-hmm. We'll probably get into that later, maybe. But right. Yeah, I, th- I think that we should leave one of the it major plot points. It's, it's like is it so like pretty fucking much new without saying a word. One of his daughters fucking knows. Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah, there's different times where like you know he might be watching a news broadcast or reading the paper, and one of his uh, one of his four daughters would just like look at him. Yeah, like silently with judging a him. Very <laughs> very knowing look, and he just wouldn't say anything. And he's gonna be like, yeah. And, you know, he yeah. was he was gone most of the time. There's a part earlier in the film where, uh, you know, he comes home. This is this is when he essentially gets hired on as a, as a strong man, a goon, a gorilla, whatever you want to call him, for uh, Skinny, who's just like, you know, low, low-end uh, part of the Bufalino family. And um, he comes home. His, his first wife is like, hey, so our daughter... Uh, was that Peggy? I think it was. Peggy, yeah. Yeah. Peggy uh, got scolded over at the grocery store. She accidentally knocked over a display. Uh, owner yelled at her and then shoved her. And he fucking gets so, so pissed. And he's like, no, yeah, we're, we're going to we're gonna go down to the grocery store. And I was like, I don't know. Maybe, you know, he fucking yells at the guy. Maybe he punches him oh, once you know or it's something gonna be a like beat that. Down. <laughs> like, you know, like maybe he punches him in the gut and then maybe in the head or something. So, like... I was they kind of expecting. Down the store. Yeah, sorry, go ahead. Oh, you're fine. I was I was kind of expecting the pistol whipping scene, basically oh, from Goodfellas. Fuck, dude. Oh, oh, and like it's kind of worse. It's kind of worse. Like I would still go with Goodfellas as being yeah. more brutal, but it's it's yeah. it's it's bad. 
Yeah, like, just fucking beats the shit out of him in his store, throws him, essentially, like, punches him so hard, he knocks over his own display, fucking through the smashes, smashes he really through sold the it. fucking door. Yeah, dude. He really oh, sold God. it. He was just, like, just rolling 800 times, like, he got fucking Stone Cold stunnered. Yeah. And he was trying to make it look like he was really fucked up because of it. Yeah, and he just, like, and, like, fucking Sharon was not letting up. Yeah, like kicked him in the face like a bunch of times. Oh god! And like they, it was kind of the goofiest looked... kicks, like that first, which is kind of realistic in a way. Mm-hmm. It's like nobody's gonna be doing like perfect kicks every time. It's gonna, when you're pissed off, you know, you're yeah. gonna do some like dumbass weird moves. Yeah, it's not like you're gonna they don't actually connect like, quite the way punt, you. Yeah, they don't you know? quite connect the way you. You know, fucking Justin Tucker here, not winning games for the Baltimore Ravens with your leg. <laughs> you're trying to fucking just you know hit the stupid with the with the toe of your boot, and uh, oh god, those hits are like sick. And then when I noticed that he was screaming and it didn't look like he was doing anything, that's when I realized, because it's kind of a far away wide angle shot. Mm-hmm. So you can see Sheeran's daughter, Peggy, kind of off to the side, like looking really, really upset that like her mom even said anything about what had happened because she would rather uh, let it come, let it go and just forget about it. Yeah. But now she's watching her dad literally torture the fuck out of this dude just beating the shit out of a fucking storekeeper yeah breaking his fingers against the curb under his fucking boot oh Oof. yeah like, you don't you don't forget that shit when you're a kid yeah exactly <laughs> and you know it's, it's just like we don't get to know what the family life was like uh, in their teenage years and stuff like that because we have the time skips and a lot of it we see he is, you know, with Hoffa. Yeah, he's on the road with Hoffa a lot or out of, out of, out of state or out of Philly, I should say. Cause that's yeah. where, I'm pretty sure that's where they live for most of the movie. Yeah. And so he, you can kind of infer that he's not really home with them. Yeah. Pretty much at all. And uh, it's just... Oh, man, I can't imagine what it would have been like to to live like that, to grow up that way with a with a dad whose job you can't really talk about, you know, and he's just never home. And you kind of worry about him coming home. Right. Not if he's going to come home, but like when he does, which is kind of goofy because uh, Peggy really loves Jimmy Hoffa. Yeah. Yeah. Because like they they kind of said like, oh, yeah, they kind it of was a connection. It. it was a connection. Unlike. Uh, anybody else? Not the way that Peggy had with, with uh Frank or yeah. uh, Irene. It was more than any of those. It was like the best friend, the uncle, the guy that you come to anytime you have a problem and you just want to fucking cry about it because he's gonna sit there, he's gonna wipe away your tears, give you some ice cream, and tell you how much of a big old fucking douchebag that problem was. <laughs> And then I'll tell you how to solve it. But it's just, again, the humanity <laughs> in these characters. I really wish that I knew more about it. I mean, fuck, before we watch this film, my depth of knowledge as far as Jimmy Hoffa goes, I think um, came from my parents were like, oh, yeah, he was a mobster and he got killed. I believe that's what my parents said. Yeah. And it's not that they're uh, anti-union. They're definitely, they were both very pro-union. Um, but, uh, yeah, and it was just like, yeah, uh, no one ever found his body. Probably got killed by the mob. That's 
all I knew about Jimmy Hoffa. I had no idea anything. Yeah, no, about him at all. apparently. I'm going off the movie. I don't yeah. know any. I don't know shit about Hoffa. I didn't look anything up. Right. I don't know like what he did in the fifties. How big he got. Yeah. If that was even a thing. Right. I'm not assuming it is because it's in the movie. Honestly. Right. <laughs> so I don't want to like, talk too much about it. But yeah, it's yeah. be a big deal. Yeah, movie says in, in Frank Sheeran's words. And used a workers' union for corrupt purposes. Right. You've all been yeah. There. You used it to fund other things to make more money and shit. Because he had, like, and this is, you know, around the time of JFK, so $1.5 million is a lot of fucking money. And that was just, like, confirmed that was union money. That was cash in a vault. Did they say $8 billion in pensions? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That as well. Yeah. That's a lot of money. That's a lot of fucking dough. And um, it's just, uh, again, I really do wonder how how much was, was real. I wish, like you said, I, I really wish that I could speak 100%. But uh, if, if we're going off the words of Frank Sheeran, <laughs> Jimmy Hoffa was one of the most influential important people in the country second bar none to the president yeah a lot of influence yeah and so i guess there's my... like election rigging yeah oh Where yeah they went around and took down names off off gravestones oh which i'm that pretty was, sure was like was... a plot point in like some fucking show or movie i can't think of it right now yeah that was actually a big problem Big fucking problem. Oh, yeah. Um, fucking, <laughs> I was thinking of Black Sheep. Oh, my God. <laughs> That's why they think they did that, and they, they proved it. That's fucking funny. With fucking, with, with David Spade and uh, Chris Chris Farley. Yeah, man. Should probably say Chris Farley and David Spade, because we all know the star of that movie really was. Right. Like, come on. Fat man in a tiny <laughs> coat. Yeah, uh... What what more to say other than like Martin Scorsese really fucking knocked out of the park again with a mafia movie? Yeah, big what fucking do you know? surprise. Um, but somehow for some reason it almost didn't get made. Like this movie's pretty much a miracle. That yeah, that right there is fucking baffling to me. Also, why the fuck if Jimmy Hoffa was this important, why the fuck did we never learn about him in school? You know what I mean? I feel like that would have mean that the U.S. and the history books would have to own up to a bunch of corruption and mistakes. Right. <laughs> and you don't want to teach you that kids yeah. in school. Because huh. America number one. America number one. That's but, why they don't talk about... They barely taught us about the Bay of Pigs. Oof. They talked about it, but like, not really like in depth or anything. It was like, right. oh yeah, it was just a, it was a bit of a misstep on our part. The Native Americans were like, welcome. This is your home now, too. We'll move away. They actually, like, might... The school I went to, but I kind of heard, like, other parts of the country didn't really uh, go into it, but, like, learned pretty much nothing of, like, Native genocide. Really? But, I mean, like, my school did. Like, they they taught oh, us, yeah. like, Trail of Tears. Okay, yeah. You know, I mean, Custard. Yeah, you know, all that reservation, like, relocation, all that stuff. Yeah, that was very, very prevalent in our in our schooling. Yeah. Literally from the get-go, but, but I'm yeah. wondering if that might be I would absolutely believe it, like, other parts of the country. Yeah, I'm wondering if it's because we're in Iowa, because we're in the heartland. Yeah, I, I don't want. I'm going probably off old statistics. But I want to say that we were like leading state in education at one point. Yes. Yeah. Uh, at least in English and. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, we have other we subjects. Have the, I'm not sure. 
best literacy in in the country but as far as like science, education and stuff like that yeah. we're we're up there we're not terrible and then we have some of the best hospitals as well and doctors from or people aspiring doctors from all over the world come to the university of iowa but that being said when will we actually learn the things that actually happened in American history. Right. You know? Right. And in today's day and age with, you know, internet and fucking misinformation everywhere. I, I am, I feel bad for kids. I, I wonder how textbooks are going to look like in like 10, 20 years. Yeah. Or like, you know, just trying to do research for a fucking paper. Like how, how, how are we going to explain this current climate to the kids? The upcoming generation, if there's even going to be one. Right. <laughs> Not only that, but, you know, just just think about, like, there, there's, you know, there was always, like, five fucking sites you could fucking go to to do your research and have stone-cold evidence for your paper to back you up. Mm-hmm. Now, it's like, you Google one thing, and it's like, welcome to channel7news.wsc. Yeah, welcome to libcooksanonymous.org. I get all of my information from Breitbart. And it's yeah. like, okay, none of this is actually helpful whatsoever. Yeah. Uh, you can't tell what is actual fact. So I guess in a way I am kind of saying like, boy, oh boy, the Irishman, I really hope that you didn't take too many liberties. <laughs> but... You know, if you, if you did, cool. I just I just wish that it would be something you know more upfront. Huh. You know, like this is mostly in part for entertainment purposes. <laughs> this, I heard you paint houses as canon. Yeah, yeah. Like many creative liberties taken. I don't know. I I mean that's probably asking too much, and it's like. I'm sure there's a you know couple couple million people out there that are like, why are you so dumb? Yeah, you shut the fuck shut, up. Shut the fuck up, dude. It's movie. You should suspend disbelief. I'm like, I can't when it's fucking you know historically very interesting accurate. U.S. history in a yeah. very volatile time in our history. Yeah, plus I really like history. It's just I, I don't dick all about Jimmy Hoffa or you know um, America's uh, organized crime syndicates. Yeah, and like what? Yeah, basically, yeah. This movie is like uh, organized crime influencing U.S. history in like in the twentieth century, massively, like changing the direction of everything. Ken Burns, The Irishman. Uh, <laughs> no. Uh, oh. Get ready for a lot of panning still images. Yes. And like colorful narration. Yes. Colorful readings of letters of correspondence between generals. <laughs> Though the the different pannings and like, you know, still shots and everything like that in this film. Oh yeah. We're so good. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Like every time that happened, I was like, Oh fuck yeah. <laughs> Oof. And apparently, um, kind of funny note, Pacino said that filming this movie reminded him a lot of filming a movie in the seventies. Said it had a lot of that same feeling and that same energy. Like that's could... when like Pacino did a lot of his best work. Oh yeah. So I wonder if he was also saying that just because, you know, this was going back to you know, 
it, it felt like it really kind of, I don't know, would you say that it shines a light on his best work? Kind of. I mean, like, it's 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 definitely Pacino, like, at his best. Yeah. This movie. I mean, it's, oh, like, yeah. where he's, he's actually, he's fucking acting again. Yeah, exactly. Because, <laughs> like, like, with Pacino, uh, De Niro, Pesci kind of bowed out, but both both those two, they kind of had plenty of roles where it's just like, I don't really give a shit. Yeah, meet like, the fuckers, <laughs> like, you know. Some garbage throwaway films. Remember, I think I think Al Pacino is in that Jack and Jill movie. Oh, fucking Adam Sandler. Yeah. For some reason. Yeah. It's, it's like, like yep. if you pay me, I'll show up. Yep. Exactly. And I think like Robert De Niro just kind of wanders on sets. He's like, I'm a. I'm, I'm also a, here. I'm in this movie now. He was in the Joker. Yeah, he was. He was the. Uh, I haven't been able to see it yet, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, you should you should see it at some point. The the fucking uh, talk show host, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, they they definitely are <coughs> actors who love their craft, so they're going to take jobs uh, when they can, where they can. But the thing is, is that they are also kind of some of the most influential, most well-known, mm. and uh, definitely most legendary actors that, that we've seen oh, ever, like, ever. Like Taxi Driver? Come on. Right. <laughs> Talking to me? Come on. Uh, oh, uh, I mean, Pacino, Godfather. Yeah. Come on. Come on. <laughs> Come on. Scarface. Yeah, Scarface is good, even though it's pretty... Fucking burnt and dragged and mauled. Yeah. To death. Yeah. I didn't know... Uh, Scarface was the first, mov- first movie I'd ever even heard of Al Pacino. Mm. I mean, I was like a kid when I heard it, so I mean, I right. didn't know shit about anything. Yeah. So I still don't know shit about anything. I know shit about little now. <laughs> <laughs> um. Anyways, yeah, I thought Al Pacino was actually oh. maybe not Cuban, but like mm. Hispanic. Right at the time when mm-hmm. I was a kid. Come on. Yeah. But yeah, then seeing Al Pacino in like The Godfather, where he's <clears throat> you know he's talking, you know he's talking very, very you know very uh you know, eloquently. Yes. Yeah. And then, yeah, and then you see Al Pacino in the fucking Scarface. First we get the money. Yeah, first you get the money. Then you get the blow. Then you get the girls. Then you get the guns. <laughs> then, <laughs> then you get the power. Then you get the power. Then when you get the power, you get the more girls. <laughs> you get the more blow. And that was like, these two have sparked literal gener- generational fucking wide ripples across our culture. Oh yeah. Like they have influenced so many things. And I got to say them yes the movies did too, but can you imagine I mean obviously not now it's impossible because it's ingrained in you. But can you imagine anybody else playing Scarface? Or I mean Scarface else? was a remake? Yeah. I mean, like in like his gusto that he brought to right, that no. fucking character Tony Montana. No, I used to be obsessed with Scarface. Yeah, when I was a kid. Yeah, I watched the movie like every fucking weekend. Did you play the fuck out of Vice City? I played the fucking shit. That's like one of my favorite. That's like one of two good games. Tommy <laughs> Tommy Versetti. Tommy Versetti is my spirit animal. No, I'm just kidding. Nothing's my fucking spirit animal. My fucking dick. <laughs> um, but no, you know, I, and then I was like. Point, I was watching Goodfellas. I was like, "Hey, that's fucking Tommy Vasetti talking." Yeah, dumb Florida moron. <laughs> <laughs> what a great game! 
so fucking good. Oddly enough, too, that I bring up uh, Grand Theft Auto, Action Bronson, <laughs> who comes up later as a salesman towards the end of the film, uh, and if you if you don't know who I'm talking about, just look up a picture. Uh, look at his look Very, at the stuff that he's, you'll know who he is when yeah. you see him. <laughs> like, oh shit, he actually, dude, he was actually at Riot Fest in 2017 when we went there. Oh yeah, yeah, didn't watch him. Listen, nope. But that dude has done a lot of shit for the Grand Theft Auto games. Five. As far as like four and five, you did stuff in four. What do you mm-hmm. do? Mostly just soundtrack shit. Okay. Apparently, okay, yeah, yeah. I was like, oh, okay. Good All right, good fam. Neato. Yeah, but yeah, he just he just shows up. I I imagine it's probably because you know he has a massive love for you know these mafia films and Scorsese films. You know, maybe he just fucking auditioned. Fucking knows, <laughs> you know. Maybe he just auditioned. Maybe he just showed up one day. He's like, and Scorsese's like, yeah, this guy, this guy, I like this guy, this guy, this guy. That's how he talks. You know, he's always he's very uh, he always, he sounds like he's he's constantly been doing coke since the seventies. So you know, he's uh, yeah, <laughs> he's like five tablespoons of coke in. Yeah. On top of twenty-two okay. shots okay. of okay. espresso. So, yeah. <laughs> like, so I'm, I, I need I need a lot of coke for my uh, new film, uh, Taxi Driver. Taxi, uh, Ta- Taxi Driver. You know he was in Taxi Driver. Was he? Yeah. He played huh. um he played a, a fair for uh, Travis Bickle, who's like stalking his wife. That fucking guy. He's, yeah, he's like, you ever see what a forty-four would do with a woman's pussy? Oh mm-hmm. fucking Christ! Yeah. That yeah, that really disturbing. Yeah, yeah that's him. Holy shit! Now I gotta That's go Marty. back and watch fucking Taxi Driver. That's Marty. <laughs> I gotta go back and watch fucking Taxi Driver. It's a good movie. It's actually been popping up everywhere I go for whatever reason. So I think that maybe that was it. Considering sign. like we had a film like The Joker, which is basically like the Taxi Driver meets uh, King of Comedy. Yeah. That's a really good way to fucking put that. Yeah. God damn. Fuck. I gotta like I'm gonna have like a list and it's gonna be like perfect. <laughs> it's like when I was talking about the three bullshit movies that I watched ages ago at the same time. Oh right. So it's the, like maybe that's a bad idea. The Roman Sword and Board <laughs> yeah. series. Yeah, like three completely unconnected films that I watched in one day and now I can't really tell you what parts were in what different movies. Yeah. So I wonder if I should do that. That might be a bad decision. I could maybe spread it out over the course of a month yeah like watch like main streets taxi driver and uh joker junker (laughs) junker the junkers trick yeah um i one of my i mean i guess since we're talking about de niro um i fucking love de niro in uh godfather part i was gonna say what was your what was your favorite role that de niro ever had probably probably goodfellas I I think yeah I think if not I I do I do want to watch um Once Upon a Time in America from start to finish, Sergio Leone's like American oh, epic oh yeah yeah Christopher yeah. Walken's in it holy shit you know now that I remember that I think that there's actually I don't know if it has anything to do with it but I believe it might there's actually a movie coming out next year called Once Upon a Time in Staten Island hmm I want to say it is. So I'm going to have to look into that. I don't know if it has anything to do with it, but it looked like it might be a, oh, what was that? What was that fella's name? The one that actually, uh, he looked like he played fucking Ray Romano's brother in uh, fucking Ray, uh-huh. that fucking uh, Bobby, Bobby Cannavale. 
Let's, let's look at it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's uh, load it. Well, yeah. Once upon a time in Staten Island. Oh, okay, it says twenty nineteen, but you know, here we are. It's the end of the fucking year. Where is it? Plot unknown. Describing as coming of an age, family drama set in the center. Nope, definitely not. <laughs> it's probably more of just a nod. I do want to see the Many Saints of Newark when that comes out. Mm. Sopranos yeah, that, that, prequel. Yeah. Like you say those two words, I'm like yes. Yeah. Sopranos prequel done. Though I did say that. that I think that David was, Chase is involved. That's just it, dude. It's like yeah, that is literally going to. I don't have the box set. So you can watch it all on like I think uh, I think we have like HBO Go on like or Hulu or something. Yeah, so like I'm gonna watch this prequel and oh now I gotta watch all the Sopranos again. It's so good. It holds up. Whoops, all the Sopranos. My favorite De Niro film is uh this kind of feels like totally off center from the episode, but my Ronin. F- so close. <laughs> Raging Bull. Okay, yeah. Yeah. Nineteen eighty, Raging Bull. I haven't watched Black that yet. and That's White. Also Scorsese. Yeah. Um and uh so like funny thing about Raging Pesci. Bull. Yep, Pesci. Uh Martin Scorsese went up to Pesci and he was like, Hey, do you think that we should do this in black and white or color? And Pesci was just like black and white, what what the fuck are you thinking? <laughs> like immediately without even missing a beat. And uh I gotta agree, dude, like it's so great. Uh De Niro pulled a fucking and it's so funny because when people talk about like Christian Bale, you know, like the whole weight gain, so on and so forth, uh-huh. and lose and everything like that for a part. De Niro He was doing that. Holy fuck, dude. There were like six different tra- uh like transitionary times in that film. Like, oh here's here's him like, you know, young, spry, no muscle, scrawny, gets the muscle, gets fucking big, gets in the ring, da da da, gets in. I wanna say he like lost a bunch of weight for taxi driver as well. Yeah, dude, he was, he was even um, gaunt. He kind of did like some like method acting stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, where did he, he actually go? He was actually a taxi driver for a while, and yeah. this is like after Godfather Part Two. So like a lot of people was like, "Why is this fucking guy who just won a fucking Academy Award for playing young Vito Corleone in oh Godfather God, Part Two driving dude. this fucking cab?" I didn't know that. Yeah, I, I had he did heard. That. I had heard that, but I didn't put one and one together for the <laughs> timeline to be like. Oh, he did it for that. Fuck. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, did you ever... You saw a, a Bronx Tale, right? No. It was a no. written and directed... I think written... I think pretty sure by Robert mm-hmm. De Niro. Mm-hmm. He's in it. He plays um this kid's dad who's growing up in, in the Bronx. In the Bronx. And he, uh, he kind of gets in good with like a higher up in the mafia, like a capo, I think. Ooh. He kind of like takes him under his wing. Dangerous. And like his dad played by Robert, and he was like, "Stay away from these people." Like, right? Like this no. will ruin your life. Yeah. Like your friends are dumb shitheads. Mm-hmm. They're gonna, they're trying. They're like pretty much just like young wise guys, basically. Yeah. Oh God. Oh God. Yeah. It's a good movie. There's like racial disparity, like racial tensions. It's like takes, some like, actual fucking uh, societal things. Like, kind of. It's talked about. A very New York film. Yeah. Yeah. It's a good movie. Our, one of our oldest melting pot cities. Yeah. Um, I, I, yeah, I, uh, that was the other thing, too, with with the Irishman, actually, now that I think about it. So much racism against, uh, you know, like, just, like, the different... I don't know if you would Italians. call it racism, or if that's... Prejudice. Prejudice, yeah. Yeah, yeah I'd probably call it prejudice rather than racism. Because it's, like, you know, the... 
pot calling there's the some uh, anti-semitism though you mentioned oh yeah there's yeah. some anti-semitism yeah, but these, and then like maybe these jew brats yeah and then like from the irish to the italian i mean like he literally wop cocksucker cock dude like holy shit i think we can say that I don't know, man. That's that's probably really fucking bad. Don't don't say it. Don't don't say it around me. Don't say it around me. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I. I, I don't eat I'm fucking gonna, watermelon. I don't, I don't think I'm I don't, Italian. I don't drink. I I am definitely not. I am two things. I am fifty percent French and I am fifty percent German. I, I am, don't know what the fuck I am. I am Furman. I think my mom is like drench. Like my mom's side was like Danish. Huh. That's so. fun. Put on my fucking clogs, I guess. Clogs and your fucking battle axe. The Danes. The Danes were the Vikings. Okay. See, that's funny. Because when people... Dutch. Are, yep. I was going to say, when people say Danish, they tend to think like Holland. Yeah. It's like, nah, man. Uh, long boats. Long boats, oars, beards, horns, and axes. My great, great, great. She came here on the fucking, on the fucking, like, she's, Santa she went, Marina. She went in the whole, she went through the whole Staten Island not, shit. Not the Santa Maria, the Santa Marina. It's, yeah. it's a smaller <laughs> one that came after all of them. Yeah. Down there in, uh, Angelo Island. The Italian Island. Mayflower. <laughs> yeah. On Angelo Island. So you, you smell a bunch of fucking deli meats coming around. <laughs> fucking mm, pastrami. Mm, pastrami and olive oil. <laughs> Fuck. Yeah, all the olive oil, man. You know you know that scene where, like, Joe Pesci and uh, De Niro are talking Italian to each other in the Irish Oh, room? dude, yeah, You know, like, so Scorsese nice. just sitting there just like, mm. <laughs> Sing it to me. Yeah. Let me hear... Let me hear the sound of my people. Yeah. It's, uh, it's kind of like, um... When uh, towards like Inglorious Bastards, and you gotta and have... he's like, "Oh, what's what's your name?" And he's like, "Dominic the Coco." And he's like, "Once more, I, I wanted to hear the music in it." Dominic, Dominic the Coco, <laughs> one more time, one more time. Dominic the Coco, <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, "Okay, beautiful, beautiful, okay, very beautiful." That Christoph Waltz. Yeah. How fun. Um. <laughs> If you're having people talk Italian to each other, you gotta be like, mm. oh, what part of what part of Italy are you from? What part of Sicily? Mm-hmm. Like, oh, you were from Sicily. I was I was from Palermo myself. <laughs> like, yeah. Palermo, fucking. But pretend everything I said was actually in Italian. Right. That was such a good scene, yeah. and it was in that scene that I was like, "Holy fuck, I could do this whole movie <laughs> actually in Italian." There's people whispering in Italian to each other. Yeah, you're just like, oh man, aesthetic. Yeah. Like I can. I just want that. I could just sit here, fingers steepled, watching the screen like intently, like, ooh, shit, dubious things are happening. And then you look down at your hand and realize you have all your fingers together. Oh, no. And you're, you're doing like the no. salad dressing. <laughs> oh. But, but also closed crab claws. And then you're doing like a... <laughs> Fuck you, Capulet. This guy's a fucking Strugatz of the highest order. <laughs> Strugatz. Oh, man. Yeah. It's it's fun. It's fun. It's it was stupid fun. Nothing but respect for the Italians. Oh yeah. Nothing but respect. Yeah. And the Irish. Come and on. And the Irish. You think you think I'm gonna shit on the people that brought me Guinness? Forget about it. Yeah. Oh, sweet, delicious Guinness. Come on. Brent, if you uh want do you have anything that you would want to change about this movie? No. Yeah, same. Like I mean like if there's anything, I can't fucking think of anything right now, but right off the bat, it's a hard fucking no. Yeah, no, I, uh, it's, I really enjoyed it. I was, like, obsessed with Goodfellas in, like, mm-hmm. when I was, like, in middle school. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, that was, yeah. like, my favorite movie for a while. And, like, it's still probably, like, one of my top ten. 
Um, that was a really sweet period in my life as well. Yeah. I had like Sweet. All those, all those fucking films just thrown at me by my brother, whether it was uh, like you know, Casino, Goodfellas, or uh, fucking, I mean, Scarface. Also, you know, he just like threw everything at me at the same time. It's kind of, it's kind of a weird thing, but I think that that was also like around the time that we were. He was kind of trying to introduce me into like cinema. Right, like cinematography yeah. and stuff like that. I don't that. watch movies. I watch films. Right, yeah, yeah, that shit. But like, he was, he had started out at first going to school for film. Yeah, and he wanted to go for film, and so like we would sit there and he would be pointing these things out to me, and um, obviously you know he's not a director now, but still has like a massive love for for film and everything like that. And uh, I think that's probably why I'm the way I am now. I've been watching a lot of movies again. Mm-hmm. And just like, I don't really want to make a fucking movie, man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Let's just start an Indiegogo and we'll yeah. just make something, something have, beautiful yeah. and dumb. Just probably make sure we say, like, we have no idea what the fuck we're doing. Yep. Um, I don't even know what it's going to be about. I'm going to make a storyboard out of uh, stick figures. Yeah. Not, not bad. I mean, like, you can leave it vague. Yeah. That way, that way you leave the actor room to interpret. Yeah. Come on. Just got to find our, own, our very own Nick Cage. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The only Nick Cage is Nick Cage. Yeah. Travolta tried in The Fanatic. Man. That's, that movie's just sad, though. Travolta's best film that he has ever been in, Fuck You, Fight Me, is not Pulp Fiction. It is... Uh, Swordfish. <laughs> so close. Broken Arrow. No. <laughs> From Paris with Love. That was that was that movie's like not old, is it? Not it's terribly. Like, it's like about ten years, isn't it? Uh, yeah, around Early about twenty tens, maybe. Yeah. Very very fucking great. Um, bald hitman keeps his fucking gun hidden in various energy drink cans. That's cool. Yeah, and just like. Very fun movie. Okay. Very fun, hilarious uh, movie that I did not foresee myself enjoying whatsoever. He was in a movie called Blowout. Or is Blowout or Blow Up? I think it was called Blowout. Like a tire. Kinda. It was directed by Brian De Palma. Scarface. Huh. Um, also stars Nancy Allen, who plays Robocop's partner. Nancy Allen. Yeah. Mmm. Mmm. Hip, hip hugging pants. You like them, yeah. <laughs> They'll fix you. They fix everything. <laughs> <laughs> oh, son of a bitch. For some, I, I kind of rewatched all the Robocop movies not too mm-hmm. long ago. And I kind of. I thought she got shot up in Robocop 2 as well. But I don't think she did. Mm. But in like Robocop 3, she gets shot up. And then it's like, yep, nope, this is it. This is the one. This is the one I'm actually going to die now. Oh, God, too many they act- times. They actually killed her off in that one. No f- which is really dumb. Fucking She's probably like, I can't commit to these fucking yeah, movies like, anymore. Fuck this shit. <laughs> they didn't even get the, they didn't even get the, they didn't get Peter Weller to play Robocop in Robocop 3. They got Robert John Burke. Yeah, I was going to say, he even gave up. Yeah. Peter he Wall- even gave up. There's a really fun picture. This, like, this girl, she's wearing a shirt that says, remember that time Robocop shot that guy in the dick? <laughs> and she was standing next to Peter Weller. This is like, Two or three years ago, and like Peter Weller's just like taking a picture with her, and he looks like he's just having a fucking blast. <laughs> he's <just> like <laughs> pointing at the shirt. He's like, "Oh my god!" <sighs> it's like, dude, he's like, I think he's like a professor now in like a college somewhere, man. 
the university. That's Rowan. fucking insane. Can you imagine fucking RoboCop coming out and start telling you about whatever the fuck he teaches? Like fucking. I think uh, it's like history. Phys- okay, I was gonna say like physics. Hopefully, he comes out in like full RoboCop gear, and like it's even like, like <laughs> welcome. <laughs> Yeah. To the twentieth century. Yeah. Remain in your seats. It's like yeah, hi guys, I'm Peter Weller and uh yeah, I just get the whole Robocop thing out of the way. I was in Robocop and other movies that you may know, such as uh there was like not the Abyss, but there was like one Robocop two. Yeah. <laughs> you may remember from such films as Robocop and Robocop Two. <laughs> Revenge of Robocop. Yeah. They're like, What's bugging you, Murphy? Drugs. <laughs> Drugs bug me. Okay, Robocop Two is actually hilarious. When um, since we're talking about now, fuck it. Um, like OCP tries to like reprogram him, and they do, but he turns into a huge fucking nerd. <laughs> like they're trying to like stop like a holdup. Like there's yeah. like, and the there's this guy, this like Robert. He gets like shot. Like Nancy, like sh- like Nancy Allen's character, like shoots him. He's like, no, we have to read him his rights. And she's like walking up to him. He's like, you have the right to remain silent. And this guy's like fucking dead. And she's just like, you okay, Murph? He's <laughs> like, never better. <laughs> like, it's hilarious. Yeah, it's really funny. He's trying to like scold these kids. Like, you need to make better life choices. I feel like that is probably in part due to dare. Yeah. And like post Reaganomics uh fucking just say no shit. Like Robocop one is like people would probably say like, Robocop's not serious. Like it is. Yeah. It's like a very, very it's a like, it's a really solid fucking action movie. Uh-huh. With a lot of really great underhanded satire of like the Reagan era. Yeah, uh kind of the same thing with like Demolition Man, even though it's like you know, I mean, kind of kind of the same setting where it's like, oh this is like way far in the future and also about cops. That's Demolition Man seems to me like the like a fucking alt writer's vision of the future, where if libcucks take over. Oh yes, yeah, like oh yeah, we've outlawed salt and the only fast food or the only restaurant, sorry, yeah. the only restaurant anymore, is Taco Bell. You can't have sex, and then uh, Dennis Dennis Leary will be there, like you can't even fucking eat a fucking cheeseburger and smoke cigarettes anymore. I if I can't do that, I'm fucking dead, man. <laughs> Fuck and, it. Uh, you know, three seashells, of course. <laughs> that whole fucking thing. And then Rob Schneider's there for some reason. I'm Rob Schneider. <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm Rob Schneider. I'm Rob Schneider. <laughs> Rob Schneider. Oh, uh, Rob Schneider. Remember me in such great hit films such as Hot Chicks? Or Hot Chick? The Hot Chick. Yeah. Or, uh, Do It, Nikki. Bite his fucking head off. You can do it. You can. Oh, the God. water boy. If I had a fucking dollar for uh, how many times I heard you can do it growing up in, in the fucking, fucking small town. school, right? yeah, just small town, heartland of America. Fucking Christ. Yeah. Yeah. So the Irishman was is a great fucking film. Man. Yeah, and if you're bitching that it's fucking three and a half hours long, shut fuck off. the fuck we up. We know that you literally just spent yesterday and probably most of today or your plan is to later today, if you're at work right now, to go home and binge watch an entire fucking season of the Great British Baking Show and we know that that is like seven hours of an endeavor. 
Mm-hmm. So for literally half of that, I'll be watching Diners Drives and Drive-ins and Dives myself. I can bear any pain as long as it has meaning. Oh fuck! <laughs> you can bear half of that. Put some frosted tips on that motherfucker, and you can enjoy the Irishman. I, yeah. I really think it's a great enjoy movie. It. This is uh, this is a bit out of our. Yeah, we're kind of going back into crime drama slash historical piece. Yeah. Um, dra- I mean, dramatized history, of course, but like. But then again, it's content also, for like, two people. You know, like this is kind of our shit. Plus, I've been watching a lot of mob-related shit lately, so... It's, it's all just... fucking great. It's all really fucking good. We, me and my brother, we've been watching The Sopranos again, so... God damn it, you're gonna get me to fucking... Go watch The fucking Sopranos. Let's watch The fucking <laughs> Sopranos right now. Go fucking watch The fucking Sopranos. 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 Um, About yeah. to butt-chug some Red Bull and turn on Sopranos. <laughs> I wish I had more to say about the Irishman game. right now. Part of me is just like, you know, I could tell you what fucking happens in the film, but I really don't want to because... Yeah, I mean, we could... I mean, it completely kind of deconstructs the three you, and a half You hours. watch the movie, it's like, you get, like, within Goodfellas, like, you're pulled into that world. Yep. You're pulled into the world, you're among these characters, you're an observer. Mm. I feel like with the whole, like, freeze frame show and, like, how everybody died, it's like, you're not really meant to, like feel for what happens to him. You're just meant to, like, observe and see what happens to him, and it's going to be entertaining along the way. You're going to see these characters interact. Yeah. And then when the time it's over, like, you can see the end coming. It's like you'd feel sad that you're also leaving the... Yes. Leaving it behind. Yeah. Uh, kind of the way I thought about it with the Irishman is, like, you kind of feel like you grew old with... Yeah, you... With Frank, with, uh, with Russ, and you're just kind of, like, reminded that, you know... Sooner or later, you two will shuffle off the mortal coil. Yeah. And growing old fucking sucks. Color, yeah, a couple of other points. Lots of scenes of grown men in their jammies having conversations with each other. Normal stuff. Uh, oh, yeah, the cleaning of the rings. Yeah, bros. Just a, just a bro hand and another bro a ring. Yeah. Only three people have this. One Irishman. It's me, Angelo, and you. That's a pretty touching scene. They're random yeah. and then slapping their... Old man hands. Their fat old man hands together looking at their shiny little rings. Yeah, just bros giving each other rings. Wearing jammies. Homies having night-night parties. (laughs) (laughs) Do we often have night-night parties? (laughs) We're already... We're like Friday nights. We're fucking balls deep in a night-night time right now. Yeah, it's it's very much so the (laughs) night-night time. (laughs) (laughs) Yo, hop on my mud runner. But you know, it's like it's a it's yeah, it's a story about like loyalty. Mm. Um like friends who are also criminals. Yeah. Uh people who can't change their minds. Uh, who have to do what they have to do because they're stubborn as fuck. Yeah. Because it's too just in their nature and it's ways. not in their nature to like really back down. It's cuz Tom Petty and I won't back down. Yeah. You can stand me up. On the gates of hell, but I'll stay my ground. And uh, yeah, it's um, <laughs> of course you got like this Scorsese flavoring of the fucking mm. mob movies. Very, uh, you know, he had to he had to just fucking really fucking dig just doing another movie that took place in like the fifties and sixties. Oh yeah, dude, <laughs> like just fucking rolling with it. Yeah. <sighs> so yeah, it's like a, the band getting back together for like. And it's actually not super disappointing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm just kind of sad, like you said. Like, kind of sad it's done. 
Yeah. When the set is done. Like, there's and, probably never going to be anything else like it. Yeah. Not with these actors again. Like, no. And just just for the sake of it, you know, I really wish I could get myself, like, a physical copy of this. Hopefully someday, yeah, because I would, I would absolutely be on board with that. Yeah. Like, do I think if there's like Netflix a, is going If there's, like, anywhere? a fucking four and a half or five hour cut of this movie. Oh, man. Fuck yeah. I would, I would, I would yeah, I would watch it probably. Well. <laughs> but absolutely. If you're going to watch this after you listen to this... Uh, that's roughly about four hours and 45 minutes of your time. So I suppose, uh, we ought to let you go for now. And next week, perhaps we'll get back into uh, a little bit of video games, a little bit of horror. Yeah, I don't know. Who knows? Whatever sounds good. Probably be here next week. Shit. Yeah. Fuck it. Fuck it. Fuck it. Uh, there will be there will be a break in episodes later in the month because uh, West Virginia things with the other half for the for for her family things for her family shindigs. You gotta do what you gotta do. Yeah, and you know, family so support. Christmas. He's got a nice family. Christmas, you gotta you gotta enjoy Christmas. So spend some time with your kids. Yeah, oh, These kids are oh. beautiful kids. Maybe maybe retire you with your grandkids. Maybe enjoy your retirement. Yeah. Just take saying. That, take that pension of yours. Just retire. Yeah. Just think. It's what it is. It's what it is. I'm gonna appreciate what you got. Yeah, I'm just thinking you're not showing enough appreciation. Yeah. Give him the clams. Yeah. <laughs> Stay the fuck out of Umberto's clam house. Yeah. There used careful. to be a nice Italian restaurant. Make sure you always carry two guns with you. Yeah. Never a 22. <laughs> Too weak. Never a 45. Never a silencer. You want to make the point. You want to scare the witnesses so they don't get a good look at you. 22 won't kill. 45. 45. Patrol car around the block probably hear you. That's too loud. It's too loud. Now a 38. Well. You'll find out. <laughs> That's a good movie, guys. Just fucking watch it. Man, just fucking watch it. Just, watch, just fucking watch the goddamn movie. Yeah. Alright, I got... I got nothing. I else. got nothing. Yeah. Most spent. Got nothing for you. Got spent. I want the fucking way. You see my mom. She's you know she's, she's you know she's real sick. I gotta start playing a funeral for her. Get out of here. Get the, don't get cute with me. Get, get the, the fucking fuck out of here. All right, all right, that's enough. <laughs> Thanks, guys. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs>